Hello everyone, my name is Philippe and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that you talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And as I told you, today I'm here with my friend Gabriel. Hello. And we're going to talk about uh, how artificial intelligence is influencing the financial market. So to start this conversation, tell me more about your background and what do you do. All right. Well, I'm a computing engineering student at the University of Sao Paulo. Right now I'm, I'm in France studying engineering too, but more specialized in, in artificial intelligence and data science and also data science applications in the economy and, and in markets. I have a little bit more than two years working in a Brazilian fintech of investments automation. And right now I'm also in an internship in a bank here in Paris called Societe Générale. Cool. So to start this conversation, tell me how can we use artificial intelligence in the financial market? Which applications can we have with AI in this kind of market? Well, the applications of artificial intelligence and the financial markets are very, very large. You have a lot of options. You can start by price predictions. You can have artificial intelligence to help you to make hedging. You can use artificial intelligence to make portfolio management, asset allocation. You can have it to make bet sizing. You can have artificial intelligence to manage uh, how to create relation between unstructured data. You can have artificial intelligence for news. Yeah, unstructured data are data that like images or text that you can't really process easily. They are not numbers, but you need to transform. These are the unstructured data just to to you to know. And cool. So we have many applications and as I understood, Some of these applications are to make decisions like price predicting or portfolio allocations, asset allocation. And some of the other applications are to understand the market in general, to use uh, AI as a tool to help us. That's it? Yeah. Uh, actually, many people expect to have artificial intelligence to take decisions for you. You expect it to buy or to sell for you. But actually, I believe that artificial intelligence is, at least for the moment, is mostly useful as a tool and not as a solution. So I believe that you can have artificial intelligence to provide you information, to support and theory. And then from that, you, you take your decisions from the theory that you've developed, for example. So Despite we, we being able to use artificial intelligence to predict the stock price, you don't think that's how should we use it, right? Well, it's not that I think that we should use another way, but I believe that the tools that we have today for artificial intelligence, the data, the algorithms, they allow artificial intelligence to help us as a tool and not as a solution. Because if you think about the market, The market has like a, a, a random behavior, you know, it's, it's very difficult to predict it just by itself. You need to, to have a wider vision and a context so you can have your decision taken. So I believe that artificial intelligence can provide you information and predictions, but not predictions of price or if it's going up or down, but predictions of information that 
allows you to take the decision to buy or to sell, for example. Okay, so we use AI to make better decisions. Yes. Okay, so as you are saying that, tell me some projects that you participated and you did something with AI and financial marketing where you worked. Yeah, well, I work in a Brazilian fintech that makes investments automation. And my first project there was a few years ago. I didn't have much notions of how everything worked, but my project was to, devo to develop a neural network to make price predictions of an asset in Brazil. So I imagine that it didn't work well because you, you just told me that it don't really work Yeah, well. exactly. Uh, my model actually had like a 50%, so sometimes it would go to 51% and sometimes go to 49%. So it was not very trustable. So what I did was to use it as a kind of an indicator, as a, a tool to help me to take decisions. I, so I used another theories, another technical analysis tools. I put it all together so I could make a better model. So I didn't use the AI as a solution, but it became my tool to make my strategy better. Okay, so now I understand why you told us that uh, price prediction with AI is not really a thing because you tried and I imagine that you searched also the state of the art in the subject. Yeah, I, I believe that there are people who did that, who, who are able to make good predictions, but they certainly won't tell us that. Yeah. They won't show us. Uh, another project that I did was to analyze another strategy operations. What my model did was to study how another strategy did and how I could improve that. So my idea was to make the model learn from the mistakes that this strategy had and to try to predict when it would be wrong again. So I could avoid this strategy to start a probably wrong operation. So you had many strategies and you used the model, machine learning model to say, okay, you put your money now in this strategy, not in this one, or 50% in this one, 50% in no, this not, one. No, not exactly. It, th th that would be an allocation model. I did this too, but this one in specific that I talked about was to check one only strategy and to see if that was good or not each operation. I checked, for example, ah, okay. on the on Monday, this strategy, the market was like that, these indicators were like that, and this strategy had a loss. And the, the model learned every time it lost the context of the market in that model, in that moment, and then we used it to improve our model, our strategy, to make less mistakes. Oh, I see. Oh, that, that's very cool. Because yes. it's another way of thinking and it worked. Yes. Again, it was used as a tool. Yes, as yeah. a tool. And these projects that, that you talked to me are very cool. But I would like to know what is the state of the art of uh, using AI nowadays to the financial market. What are the very huge head funds, what they are using, the quantitative funds? Well, if you think about what they might be doing, you must think about the basics of why you invest in a company. When you invest in a company, you are expecting this company to grow, to give you profit, to be good in what it is doing. 
you expect it to give you a return because you are investing in them. So you expect a return, you expect dividends. And how would we do it? So basically every company has the duty to communicate to the market, to everyone who invests in it, about its results. In every period of results divulgation, the company shows how it behaved in the last months. So the idea is that we can try to anticipate and to know what's going on to that company before itself tells us. The idea is now that we try to analyze and to see every factor that affect the company and we try to study them. For example, imagine that you have like a, a market chain. You know that people go there to buy stuff and you want to know if people are buying. So you, you can check, for example, you know that there is inflation now and the prices are going up. Probably the central banks are going to increase interest rates. Then money is going to be more expensive and people are going to buy less. You can see that there's a chain of events that leads to people to buy less. If you can anticipate any movement, you can anticipate the company results. So for example, if you have any model that's checking, for example, a lot of websites of prices of products, if the prices are changing, they are inflating, you know that inflation is coming, you can anticipate the central bank movements, you can anticipate inflation rates, and you can anticipate the, the results of the company. So the idea is that you have like a real-time monitoring of the company. Okay, so you're gonna use like the price of some e-commerces or, or some supermarkets on e-commerces and with AI tool that would understand the pattern of the prices, you would know that we're gonna have a huge inflation nowadays and this will increase the interest rate of the central bank, the federal bank, which is increase the inflation, which is decrease the result of a company before anyone knows it. Exactly. So you can make your position before everyone. So your, your chances of being in a good movement are very good. Cool. And I also heard that some, some companies were using, and, and when we say some companies, they are head funds, which are companies that manage billions and billions of dollars. And their goal is basically know what's going to happen in the market and make money. So these hedge funds, they were using satellite images to monitor trucks to understand how well will a company perform. And this worked until the moment that people knew they were doing it. And after people knew that they were doing it, the company itself started to move their trucks without anything just to trick or to cheat this algorithm because you might know something. If a huge hedge fund is betting against you, maybe the market will also bet against you because they have a lot of money. And the market would also want to follow the flow because imagine that someone with $50 billion is making a movement. The probability that this person will make a bad decision is very smaller than yours. So companies don't want that uh, big hedge funds bet against them. So that's why the company moved trucks without anything inside. I, I don't know if you heard about this one, but uh, do you have another case like this? Yeah, actually there are many examples of this kind of real-time checking of companies. 
So another example would be, for example, for example, if you have like a uh, a mall company. So for example, you can have satellite images of every day of how the parking lot of this mall, if it is crowded, if it is not, if there are many cars, if people are coming, people are not coming. You can have an idea in real time every day if people are going or buying in this shopping mall. So you can have in real time how this company is performing. And just to make sure two points here, how does a price change over time? The thing is, we have these financial results which the company provides to us in some periods. In Brazil, it's three to three months. I don't know how it's in the US or in France, I don't know. But anyway, the market tries to predict. It's not us, only us that are trying. All the market is trying to predict the financial results. And the thing is, if you predict better than the market, you will make money. You see? So imagine that the market is thinking that this company will not perform well in this trimester or in this month. And you, using these AI tools to monitor some satellites, you realize that despite the market thinking that the company will not perform well, yes, the company will perform very well in this trimester. So you will buy in a moment that the stock price is lower than what it should be. So in the moment that they publish their financial results, the stock price will increase because you betted right. Because with the data that the market didn't have and you did, you were able to predict the, the right result. In, in the moment that the market know this result, the stock price will increase and you will make money. And why only head funds use this kind of applications? Why Gabriel didn't work with that in the company that he worked, which is a small company, a small fintech in Brazil. Because this kind of data, it is expensive. And the models that we're gonna use, they are also expensive. And, and you also need good scientists to build this kind of models. So these head funds that manages $5 billion, they have a lot of money to invest into people and to data and into cloud platforms to use this kind of model. So imagine that they are able to predict a upside of 5% and they make 5% of $50 billion or just a small part of this money, which is $1 billion or $5 billion. It's a huge profit that's worth the investment on research. That's why they are making all of this money. And the second thing that I would like to say is, why do we need artificial intelligence for this kind of thing? Imagine the application of the parking monitoring. You don't gonna have one person all the day to say, oh, it's full, it's not full. It's fuller than we expected or not. You're not gonna have one person to do it. So you use a artificial intelligence, a machine learning algorithm to do it for you. For the example of the trucks, it's the same. You're not gonna have a lot of people seeing the satellites. You're gonna have an AI model to do it for you. Well, and I'd like to add that as you said, many hedge funds make this kind of investment that is very, very expensive because it's very difficult for you. You probably won't happen that you have a general model that will work for everything. You basically need a model for checking satellite images in malls. You will need a, another model to check. For example, imagine that you have a company that works with roads you want to know if there is a lot of flux in the road or not. Another example would be you to check the road's cameras to see if there are many cars, many trucks passing by it or not. 
So you we use image processing to know there is an intense flux or not. So it's a very specific model just for that. So all these models, they become a larger tool that help you to improve your theory about a company. And this theory will make you take your, the decision about investing or not on this. So another time using AI as a tool, yes. not as a solution. Exactly. Very cool. And one thing that I think that maybe a lot of people want to know, because I want to know too, is about their bots. Because I saw a news that was saying that more than 50% of the trades that happens in the American market are made by bots, which means they are not made by humans. And I would like to know if these bots, they use artificial intelligence or not, and if they perform well, because, well, they are using that. Well, for what I know, it's very difficult for you to have a bot, for example, that is exclusively made from an AI. It may have some AI, but mostly it will have a strategy behind it. There are many strategies that involve technical analysis. You can check the, the order flow of how the book of an asset is composed. If you have big banks, if you have big players, buying it or not, you can just take the flow and, and go with it. There are many kind of strategies that most of them won't involve any kind of AI, mainly the short-term strategies, because the market has a very random behavior. People are dealing with it. You have people feelings being very responsive to very short events. So maybe, maybe that makes more difficult to predict something so you may work better with a strategy. So the goal would be just to automate a simple strategy that a real person would use. But because of the behavior of the humans, which is a problem, we just automate that and use it as a bot. We don't really use a complex strategy using artificial intelligence in many cases. Yeah, but I, I believe that obviously there might be more complex strategies, but probably they belong to big funds and they certainly won't show it to us, won't release it to to people, so it won't work anymore if that happens. Yeah, I understand, I, I understand your point. Because if you see any strategy in the internet, it can be two things. The first one is a academical researcher that found this strategy and this person will publish papers. And the second one is that this strategy don't really work because if it worked, the person would not share it with all the public because if it's a really win strategy, he would use it. It doesn't make sense. But honestly, if even if it worked, when it's released and everyone sees that it works, the market will automatically precify this kind of strategy. This kind of strategy and it will lose its effect. So it will stop working yeah. if everyone's Oh, exactly. that's interesting. It, it it affects market liquidity and a lot of consequences, let's say like that. I see. But there is an, uh, an interesting application of artificial intelligence for this kind of bots that is, for example, a bot that would uh, check in real time, for example, Elon Musk Twitters. Oh, I so, saw this one. So for example, if he tweets about any kind of cryptocurrency, automatically this bot would, would make an operation in this, in this coin. So if, if you check, for example, 
he tweeted about a coin, you check the graphic of this coin, you will see a huge movement right at that, that moment. Yeah, and it's always a movement of increasing the price. And also this is something very interesting because in the beginning, they just realized that people were buying what Elon Musk told. And in this moment, someone created a bot to monitor Elon Musk's Twitter to buy the, the cryptocurrency before everyone else. And in this moment, this become a loop because there are not any more people buying, there are bots buying. So even having no sense what he said, the bots will buy the stock and the price will increase. So before I thought that Elon Musk was a bad guy, but now I see that it's not his fault. It's just the algorithms and people using what they realize it to make money. So I don't know if you think that the problem is Elon Musk or the problem are just people that are using what he say to make money or you think that it's not a problem, it's just life and everyone wants to make money. So this is very cool. And a last question that I would like to ask you is what do you think is the future of AI in the financial markets? Well, I think the future is more about this real-time processing of information. I believe that in the future, these algorithms will be more capable of taking decisions, not just provide information. You can, you might start the future with AI not becoming just the tool, but also a solution for the investments. So we can have a 100% automated decision system. So it would be able to check the whole market, the thousands of, of features that may affect each asset and take a decision. It will be able to create and also to interpret its own theories about the market and what's around it. I believe that it would be like a, a, a kind of... A full solution. Yes. So to, to achieve this, you think, what, what do you think we need? We need uh, better models, we need more data, we need better scientists. I believe that it's a combination of it all. We need improving in the algorithms, we need, we need more data. We always need more data. Yes, it's, it's always an issue when you're working with financial markets, even because, for example, in Brazilian markets, most of the historical data of assets, most of them have less than 15 years. So it's very difficult to work with this lack of data, uh, especially here. Okay, but, but yes. very, very, very interesting. Yeah, very, very nice to know your opinion. And it's cool because I thought that our conversation would be like bots, different strategies using bots. Let's uh, use artificial intelligence to predict price. But no, you're, you, tell, you told me that nowadays we are using AI more like a tool than a solution. That's very interesting. So thank you for coming. It was a really a nice conversation. It's my pleasure. And I hope you enjoyed, guys. And don't forget, oh, and I will put uh, social media of Gabriel if you want to contact him, if you want to work, uh, if you want to start working in the, the financial market, they have a very good salaries because as I said, there are much money in this market. A small improvement can worth uh, billions of dollars to a head fund, so they pay very well. And if you want to start working with that, you can talk with Gabriel to ask him how is the work and so on. And don't forget to follow our social media. On LinkedIn, we are Life with AI. And on Instagram, we are podcast.lifewithai. And I hope you enjoyed. Until next Thursday, guys. Goodbye.